Attention Life Tips listeners, looking for better ways to become better, smarter, faster, and wiser? Well, listening to Life Tips is a great start, but how about if we gave you an easier way to listen? Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available for iPhone and Android. Listen to Life Tips and even more programs that will help you build to a better health, wealth, and lifestyle. Download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app in the iTunes Store or in Google Play today. Feeling better? Looking better? Making life better? It's Life Tips. We'll explore the latest innovations, introduce you to the latest products, and bring you the tips from experts and environmental pioneers to help you lead a better life. Life Tips. Making your life smarter better, faster, wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back to the Life Tips Show, everyone. Byron White here. I'm here, to, here with J.D. Messenger. J.D., welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here. You're the author of 11 Days in May, the conversation that will change your life. Can't wait to have that conversation with you. <laughs> Tell, it, it's May, May 1st, by the way, with this recording, uh, but, uh, but tell us a little bit about 11 Days in May, why you wrote it, and, and what it's quick messages and, and at least let's talk about why may 11 days in may let's talk about may for a second well, I, I was laughing and holding back my laughter everyone asked that question i had no intention of writing this book um i did uh, i didn't know i was writing a book i um had a, a spiritual experience i basically heard and saw these words and things flying by me and I ran in and started typing and was basically having a conversation you know with myself or so I thought and I um I wrote for 11 days straight and when I was done my wife said what have you been doing till 4 and 5 and 6 in the morning I said I I think I wrote a book and she said what's it about and I said I don't know I haven't read it yet and uh when I was done, it was 11 days of uh, straight writing in May, and so that's where the title 11 Days in, in May came from. Hmm. Um, that was one part. What was, the, uh, what was the other part of the question? Well, that answers a, a good bunch of the questions. The story is about a spiritual transformation that started after a, a second near-death experience. Can, can you talk about either the first or the second <laughs> near-death experience. Well, what, Both are interesting happened, to me. Yeah, well, what happened was that I was a nuclear submarine officer. I went to the Naval Academy and in 1985. I was on a ballistic missile submarine, the USS Tecumseh, and we were overhauling it in Newport News um, shipyard. And we had an accident. Um, my neck, uh, I got hit by a beam, and it snacked my neck back and, and smashed the, the vertebrae. Uh, that healed, and you know, painful and, and all that sort of stuff, but it healed, and over the next 15 years, I left the Navy and joined Exxon, and after Exxon, I joined Ernst & Young and became a partner, and so I was the CEO of Ernst & Young in Singapore in 1999. My neck started hurting again, and I took some pain pills and ignored it, and, and by the time January 2000 came around, I was in excruciating pain. I was unaware of the fact that I was popping almost an entire bottle of pain pills every few days. And I woke up one morning, uh, January 18th, put my arms in the air to stretch, and, and that stretch and pop was the last thing that was holding my neck together, and so my spinal column twisted around, and it twisted my, you know, all the nerves, and uh, it was like, it was like someone split me in half with an axe. 
um, 10,000 volts of electricity. I mean, you, you pick whatever metaphor you want, but it was unbelievably excruciating pain, and I died, and I left my body. And, uh, you know, there was uh, no, no, no part of me, I mean, just a presence and awareness that, that was now watching and observing from a distance and watched my body collapse like a rag doll. Hmm. And uh, so that's the short answer. Hmm. Wow, and it's uh, pretty powerful. You obviously did survive and, and, and of course, thrive, you, hence you are now. What physically happened to you once that incident happened? And we'll certainly go back to the spiritual part of, of, of all of that, but tell us what yeah, happened. Um, How long was the recovery period? Where well, were, you? were you in Singapore, by the way? I was in or? Singapore, yeah. My family wanted to life flight me out, but you know, the doctor said, this guy's not going anywhere. Uh, they took bone out of my hip to put my neck together. Um, I had crushed all the nerves in my neck, and I couldn't feel you know, my face, which makes shaving a little tricky. Um, I couldn't walk because of the bone they took out of my hip, which was incredibly painful. Um, I had uh, crushed nerves in my arms and down my back and legs. And uh, so, you know, they had all kinds of tubes in me, stabilized me, operated double surgery, and um, 15 days on morphine and all that. And I finally left the hospital after about three weeks. And uh, I couldn't walk. I couldn't talk. My neck and head and shoulders were all in braces. Um, and all I could do was lie in bed. You know, I, I was this, uh, I wasn't a double A battery. I was a triple A battery, you know, and the, the idea of just laying and not being able to do anything was, was very distressing. And all I could do was lay and stare at the plaster twirling. And, um, my family would come in and tell me about trips. They went on to Australia or Beijing to try to cheer me up. And that just depressed me even more because I was all of a sudden, consciously aware of the fact that I had done nothing but live to work. Uh, work was my life. I didn't know my kids' favorite ice creams. I wasn't even sure what grade they were in. They were three, six, and nine. And that just got me even more depressed and crying. And in a moment of um, utter depression and desperation, I, I said a silent, pretty fiery prayer to God, why did you do this to me? And in less than three minutes, the door handle jiggled, and my three-year-old son came in, and he said, Daddy, you work too hard. And then the next day, I said another prayer, what am I supposed to do? And um, in less than a few minutes, the door handle jiggled, and my three-year-old son came in, and he said, Daddy, you need to play. And I was blown away by this. I, you know, most people of faith would probably just say, oh, God's answering my prayers. But no, you know, I'm a left-brain nuclear engineer, 12 years of metallurgy, reactor kinetics, physics, underwater acoustics, weapon systems, you name it. I was a math major, and so I calculated the probability of, <laughs> of this happening. <laughs> and it was one in a million. Mm -hmm. And it that started to cheer me up, and I... Um, the next day I said another prayer and I said, what am, what am I supposed to do? And darned if the door handle doesn't jiggle and Grant comes bouncing in and he's running around on his tippy toes and singing and dancing. And he says, remember, 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 remember. And I was just blown away. Um, you know, I, 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 uh, you know, how could this happen? I mean, is God answering my questions for my son? Is Grant reading my mind? You know, this is now one in a billion. This is not an accident. And so that's what I call my wake-up call. Wow. 
Now that that's uh, that's quite an experience. How long were you in the hospital? Just to go back to the logistics, so I can yeah, understand. About three weeks. Three, three, only three weeks. Wow, that's interesting. And and at what point, when you were in the hospital, did this particular event happen? Well, I had left the hospital. Oh, you would left the hospital. Okay, the three okay. weeks. So I was now in a in a makeshift hospital room upstairs in my home when I got my it. son okay. did that stuff. <laughs> I understand. Hence your son coming in the door and being in the house, basically. Got right, it. Okay. Right, yeah. Okay. Got it. Wow. That's that's pretty interesting. So so fast forward, when did the book writing begin? Let me fill in one little blank. Um, it's kind of a big one, but over the next uh, several years, I had so many unbelievable uh, metaphysical things happened to me that I thought I was going crazy. I, I watched my hand write, not knowing what it was writing. I became fluent in Mandarin in 60 hours. I had uh, dreams and visions and insights of multiple things. Um, in 11 Days of May, the first parable is who makes things. I had a dream for seven nights in a row about a game, and I ended up making that game in eight hours, and it being a multi-million contra- dollar contract in 30 days. I had a dream about a reality TV show, and I ended up writing, creating, producing, and hosting the world's first entrepreneur reality TV show, which became number one in its time and channel. I, I started doing things that I had never done before you know? uh-huh. and and you know part of my 12-year journey was researching physics theology dna but then the, my neck was solid bone fused solid bone and my vertebrae returned uh mm-hmm. so you know i had launched a radio show on cnn interviewing uh, francis collins and human genome the Nobel laureates and cern you know, everyone's searching for answers. So, so come to your your question about the book. Um, this scared the hell out of me, and it took yeah. me many years to find the answers, to remember, remember who I am, remember why I'm here, remember where I came from. And so I was uh, writing my memoir in 2012, and I had been writing it for 12 or about six to nine months. I was sick and tired of it. Um, it wasn't flowing right, and uh, I, I I put it down. I quit. I went to this um, retreat, which ended up being a bunch of spiritual scientists and doctors and things like that. And when I came back, I started to have these um, this experience where I was I call it writing on the wall. W O W the Wow effect, um, which I'd be happy to explain scientifically because I I think it's something that there's nothing I'm saying that I've done that everyone can't do. And it's the essence of creating and inventing, you know, all knowledge and information is flying around you and me right now. You know, 40 billion emails, every radio show, every television show. And all we have to do is tap in by setting our intentions and motivations and we can receive because the the computer sitting on our shoulders, as you know, is a billion times more powerful than an iPhone. So, um, but anyway, so that was, that was the, the, the fill in between what happened. And then when that book just came out of me, you know, it wasn't the first time I've had these kind of experiences, but I, I uh-huh. didn't know what I was doing. Right. Clearly you're, you're, you're well decorated with so many credentials. It's, it's almost alarming, but you said something and, and exciting at the same time. 
you said something that, that I want to go way back to how you described this initial incident. It was almost a jolt of the brain. Do you think that that actually might have happened? Oh, no, it did. It triggered gonna... all of these events, and is it possible you tapped into some things that were, frankly, uh, mental capacity that was beyond the norm, and that's why this has happened to you? Yes, and I'm going to tell you, i got goosebumps all over me. One of the parables in 11 Days of May, which is 36 short parables, is uh, what are truth bumps and, and goosebumps. And, and to me, there's everything is explainable. You know, as a man of science, uh, you know, we're talking about sort of the essence of the convergence of science and faith, which I believe are two sides of the same coin. But um, first of all, I have met many, many people who have broken their necks, and the experiences they've had are very similar there's there's something that you know the the spinal column is connecting the nervous system and the brain and there's something that happened to that part of my physical body which frankly must have restructured something and um enabled me to tune in more now you know the energy spectrum if you lined up the energy spectrum and, and represented it by piano keys you put 10 pianos side by side and at 880 keys visible light is only eight keys in other words what we see and think is reality is only one percent of the energy spectrum and there is a 99.9% of life and reality is not something you can see. You can't see those emails and documents. You can't see love, you know, but there is a vast amount of things around us. And we know that animals see different things. So, you know, I think that what happened is my, I, I call it my sonar dome, and I relate it to the sonar, you know, sending and receiving frequencies and information and having filters some filters were removed, and I tapped into a broader energy spectrum. The answer to that question is yes. Something was jolted up there. How, how oh, sorry. You... <laughs> <laughs> no, it, just hearing you talk is, is wonderful, uh, J.D. It's, it's so great to have you on the show. I want to ask one more question before we take a break. How do you uh, put together in your own mind this connection between Grant and the, the answering of your prayers, if you will? Can you explain that spiritual connection? Well, I've come to accept after all of these phenomenon, and there are hundreds, uh, you know, I talk for three, four, five hours in workshops, that there is no question based on my personal experience that I am a soul, that I have lived many lives, and that um, we all have this ability to tap in, and uh, through lots of research and studies and sophisticated tools, and I, I did a profile tooling uh, sampling with 5,000 people, and 98% of families and relationships come up with these patterns that the only explanation is, is that you're a soul. And so I believe, and it's funny you ask that question, because Grant and I were just talking about that last night, how... You know, and I said, Grant, do you, do you believe, you know, he's 16 now. I said, do you believe you're a soul? He said, yeah, Dad. I said, do you believe you live many lives? He said, yeah. I said, do you believe that, you know, we've been together before? Because there's, there's such an unbelievable bond and experience. I mean, he's teaching me. He's here helping me, you know, just as much as I'm helping him. And it's, when you get to this kind of depth of a relationship, it's, it's so rich. And, um, you know, this is, this is the joy that we can experience with our children. Hmm. Would you suggest then that 
when you have connection with people, uh, deep connection particularly, is it, could you explain that? You know, not so, you know, do you feel there is this connected nature of people and patterns and places? I'll ask you a question if you don't mind. Have you ever met a total stranger and just been so connected you sit and talk for six or eight hours? Have you ever had that happen? Certainly, but I've also learned to connect with people in interesting ways. And that's anybody, I might add. Yeah, you see, I believe, you know, as a man of science and energy, I mean, I was an energy, global energy partner and expert. I study energy. And, and um, you know, I look at it this way. Everything is energy, which is photons, which is light, mm-hmm. which, you know, we are light being. And everything, you know, this phone conversation is, is being turned into digital, you know, numbers, bits and bytes being converted into a frequency and beamed around a satellite, it's light beams, it's photons. And energy, you know, has laws, you know, energy attracts. And when in relationships, what we're really doing is we're feeling those energy impulses in 100 trillion cells. I hope I'm not getting too technical, but, you know, this is what I think happens, you know, with our supercomputer. Um, It's processing all this stuff and we're not consciously aware of it. Let's take a break, everyone, and get back to uh, more days in May, to be specific, 11 days in May, and J.D. Messenger back in just a few minutes. Life Tips will be right back after this short break. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. I'm John Ball, and I'm one of the founders of Page One Power. Page One Power is a custom link building firm based in Boise, Idaho. We increase search rankings and web traffic for world-class brands and mom-and-pop shops all around the globe. Our link building strategies work because we focus on relevancy and quality, and we don't outsource anything. Our in-house staff of professional writers and researchers is the best in the industry. We're the link builders you've been looking for. Visit us today at pageonepower.com. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. 
looking behind the news affecting internet marketing, bringing to light views from the voices, speaking out on the latest technical issues affecting you. This is the radio show that brings the internet marketing community to connect with you. Digital Marketing Matters, presented by Fang Digital, Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Listen to the debut episode on demand now inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. And now back to Life Tips. Making your life smarter, better, faster, and wiser. Here are your hosts. Welcome back, J.D. Really interesting discussion here. Thanks so much for being on the show. I'm honored and privileged. I, you know, I'm not passionate about this at all, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I know you, 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 your, your journey has been uh, one of great, deep discovery. Do you have any thoughts on how to make that happen for any listeners that might be listening in? How can you find your inner self, and, and how does your book help us do that? First question, um, you know, we, the best way to find your inner self is to get away from the trillions of impulses and messages from the email and the phone and all of these things because they are influencing us. We are, we are constantly sending and receiving and sharing thoughts as a part of the collective consciousness. So if you want to find yourself, um, in the book, it talks a little bit about a couple ways to do that. One is, is water. You know, in, when we had a nuclear reactor burning on the submarine, we surrounded by a foot of water. And the reason we do that is because it blocks high-energy particles. So this is one of the reasons why taking a shower, going into a bathtub, going into an ocean is so purifying because it's, it's cleansing the energy and it's helping you, you know, tap into who you are. So personally, I love swimming. And I always get my mind clear in swimming, but anything to do with water. The second way to do it is anything to do with nature. You know, you, you can't find yourself and tap in and touch and feel who you are if you're constantly being bombarded and surrounded. So basically, you know, there's lots of techniques, you know, there's meditation techniques, breathing techniques, but, you know, I find changing the environment in those two ways is, is very, very um, powerful. Hmm. Uh, the second part was um, about some of the messages and how 11 Days May helps you get there. Yes, that's fine. I mean, <clears throat> you tell us a little bit about the book. Let's just dive into that. You know, we, we, we talked about the yeah. the awakening of, 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 of what you were after in writing the book. I think we've discovered that pretty nicely and, and the roots. But how does the book help me make my life smarter, better, faster, wiser? The book is 36 short parables, um, and it answers questions like, who am I, why am I here, what is love, what is war, what is pain, what is suffering, um, what is science, what is religion, what are thoughts, what are intentions, what are beliefs. And it is, uh, you know, I, I, I look at it and say it's sort of deprogramming or reprogramming you. In other words... It's helping you understand um, or think about how you think. It's helping you understand what you think is a source of suffering or pain, meaning emotional pain, um, which is 
an indicator that something is not right within you. You know, all all suffering, all anger, all emotion um, is something in your cells that is giving this uh, energy, and and you need to you know to that problem. And and so the book is helping you step back and say, who am I, and what do I believe? What are my thoughts? You know, are you are you filling yourself with positive, upbeat, inspirational thoughts, or you know, are you filling yourself with fear and negativity? And so, um, it's a. I've had over a hundred thousand emails, and I'll give you a couple examples. One, one person. I think particular um, people with addictions. You know, this particular person was addicted to drugs, and he read the book. He sent me an email, and he said. I'm sitting here in my deer blind and I've been crying for three hours. He said, I've never felt so light and relieved in my life. Oh my God, thank you, thank you, thank you. And then he went on to explain. You see, he, it, it's like an awakening experience, if, if that makes sense. Hmm, it does. I want to ask you about a particular word, and that is change. So clearly, your experiences changed who you are and how you operate. You've written a book, and although it's not entitled How to Change, it's clearly offering change for people. Yes. Um, could you describe to us what, how somebody goes about changing themselves, their habits, you know, the things that they're doing that are destructive, or the awakening of things they need to do to have more fulfillment in their life? How do you achieve change it's two ways right there's there's one that is either self-directed and motivated or there's one that happens out of necessity um you know in my case breaking my neck uh, i i didn't think was my choice although in the book it says i did it to myself um which i didn't really like the voice telling me that i broke my own neck <laughs> um but what i'm talking about is an intervention you know um we call them midlife crises and things like that but one thing that is very common discussion in fact i got a workshop in on the sunday about it is um have you had something dramatic that has happened to you you know lost a job um gotten a divorce uh had an illness or something like that <clears throat> something significant because I don't believe and what's written in the book is that there are no accidents and that everything is good and that um, sometimes it might not be perceived as good but since I believe in every cell in my being that we are guided and surrounded and supported at every moment uh, that everything is good then there's a reason why these events are happening to you and so one of the ways you can change is to detach and step back and ask yourself, you know, am I happy? Is, is this change that's happening to me, which I think is not good, actually good and helping me in some way? And, and so it goes down that route in a lot of uh, more detail. The, the first one, though, is, of course, the more positive, uplifting, you know, I've decided I want to change. And I, I think one of the main messages in the book is that suffering is a choice. Uh, suffering is not pain. We confuse pain and suffering. Suffering is a mental option as opposed to physical pain, which is a necessity of having a physical body. We make the choice every moment of every day to be happy or to continue suffering. And it sounds so simple and trite, but it actually is that simple and trite. 
and you can write positive affirmations, you can surround yourself with vision boards, you have a supercomputer on your mind, and these negative tapes are habitual. And so the best way and the fastest way that can start changing your life in five minutes, in five minutes, I was helping a student the other night, she was all depressed and crying and all that, and I said, look, we're going to shift your thoughts. I said, I want you to just write down, I'm okay, I'm happy and healthy, I'm safe and secure, write it ten times, write it five times, I'm energized, I'm excited, I'm, um, you know, and the more you start saying these things and the more you start thinking it and feeling it, the important part is to start feeling it, you're actually shifting, you know, your brainwave patterns. That's, 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 uh, that's maybe a long answer, but. How do you make someone want to change that you, you can't know needs to change. No, you, you can't. I don't believe. We can inspire people. A lot of people say we motivate people and things like that. I don't believe that. We, people are only motivated internally by themselves. We can inspire them with, you know, uplifting, you know, music and dance and joy and happiness and all kinds of motivational speaking. But at the end of the day, that person has to do it to themselves and they have to want to do it. They have to care to dream before they dare to dream before they fight for their dreams. So I, I know that a lot of your communication is, is, is geared uh, towards uh, self motivation and, and, and whatnot, but are you at all concerned about the workplace and could you talk about that a little bit? And, and actually, yeah, my your workplaces was your original destruction to yourself. Could, could you tie back to that? And unfortunately, we only have a few more minutes. Yeah, uh, uh, real quick. I mean, actually, that's what I'm writing about, uh, leadership articles. My focus, although I love personal transformation, my, my primary focus is to try to talk to the corporate leaders. Um, and the preface of the book describes the the, where we stand on a battlefield and in the epilogue of the book it talks about you know where we need to go and the call to action to humanity because um, we have to understand and stop doing a lot of things we're doing and saying in corporate America you know we're, we're saying there's a scarcity of talent there is no scarcity of talent um, everyone has the ability to create and innovate and tap in every single one uh, you know, we, we say people are our greatest assets, but we put them on as an expense in the ledger. You know, we, we keep perpetuating this illusion that life is a destination called retirement. It's not. It's a journey. Um, you know, there, we could go on and on. We have to shift our corporate mindset. Um, we are the air we breathe, the water we drink, the minerals we consume. There's no separation point in my body between that and what is exterior to my body. You know, we're, to me, where the great shift that's taking place is the shift from what I call the old world mosaic of division, separation, fear, consumption, to the new world mosaic, which is all about unity and oneness and preservation and sustainability. Were you religious before all of this happened? And what religion are you? I'm curious. I grew up as a Roman Catholic. Um, I actually was certified as the lay minister on the submarine. Um, I would say I was faithful, but not, you know, a, a true believer. You know, I kind of went to church on Sundays just to cover my backside. Like, you know. <laughs> but, um, I'll, and I, you know, 
even as long as just three years ago, I would never have believed that I would be saying and, and doing the things that I'm doing. Um, but, I mean, I, I just got to this point where it's, my gosh, I mean, uh, you know, all of the things I've seen and experienced, I, I, I've seen angels in front of me. I mean, huh. just, you know, these, these beings. Huh. And um, uh, there's nothing, I'm not crazy. <laughs> you know, this is, you know, the true nature of reality has been spoken about by all of the masters from, you know, all the ascended masters and all of the philosophers and, you know, there's nothing new here. I'm not saying anything that hasn't been said. I'm saying it in maybe a different way, and I'm combining science and faith, but it's um, it's all true, and it's all amazing, and it is profound. It is profound. It has helped me invent and create and had a successful life, and everyone can do that. J.D., I want to thank you for being on the show today. This has been a most memorable show for me, one of the best I've, I've had, frankly, really uh, enlightening, and I want to thank you. Thank you so much. I'm really honored, and I'm grateful for everything you're doing to help so many people out there. It's wonderful. We're trying. How do you want guests to get a hold of you, um, and, and how can they find your book and buy your book? Well, you can find 11 Days in May on iTunes or Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Um, the e-book won the Innovation of the, uh, of the Year Award. It was the world's first book. Again, it wasn't my idea, but it combined. It was the first e-book to combine um, audio, video, art, writing, and a two-way interactive feature. And so that was, you know, that's another. I think I have four world firsts in my name, so, and I don't take credit for being the source of the idea. But uh, my website is jdmessenger.com. And uh, so you can, you know, find links to, you know, books and articles and events there. Is that your real name, Messenger? Yeah, yeah. You know, people ask me that. <laughs> that is my birth name. Yes. <laughs> okay. Just wanted to check. It, God it has seems, sense of humor. Seems appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks again for being on the show, JD. And thanks, Byron. Appreciate you, it. You, you bet. And I and I'm uh, feel very convinced we'll, we'll have you on again soon. We want to hear more from you. So thank, thanks for tuning in, everyone. I hope your life's a little smarter, better, faster, and wiser, and more enlightened on uh, such issues as spiritual warfare that can lead to deep understanding yourself and true inner nature. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We'll see you next week. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.